I don't know what it is about snow, but it always seems to come on high feast days. We've had it the past couple of years on Christmas, and then today we have it on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. But she does have one title, uh, Mary, called Our Lady of the Snows. Uh, so it's a good reminder today of our, our Lady's presence with us. But today when I was, I was kind of praying over the readings and thinking about what to say, the, the thing that just kept sticking out to me over and over and over again was, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. That was, that's the line, right? And they say it, I don't know if it's true, but they say it, that do not be afraid is used 365 times in the Bible. I don't know if that's true. Somebody probably just said that to be nice. <clears throat> but the idea being, right, that God wants to get this fearlessness inside of us every day of the year. And we have a lot of things we're afraid of. Many things for no reason whatsoever. And there's some, some things that we should be afraid of that we're not of. But I think there's, if there is one emotion that attacks humanity more than any other emotion, it's fear. For sure. Hands down. I, was, I got on kind of a rabbit hole of fears last night. I, was, I just kind of looked up phobias. I don't know. if you guys ever looked up? There are a lot of them. Like, a lo- there are things that people are terrified of that you're just like, what? You can't believe it. Like, clouds? I don't even know what that would be like. You step outside, you're like, no! You know, like, I shouldn't even be making fun of it because if I had it, it would be terrible. Or here's one, ecclesiophobia. Fear of the church. People get that in the summer. It's kind of, it's kind of a seasonal thing. Barophobia is fear of gravity. I don't even know what that, I mean, that would be terrible because you live on earth. Uh, do you see something fall and freak out? I don't know. There's fear of spiders. There's fear of heights. There's fear of enclosed places. One I found that the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. There's people that are deadly afraid of that. It's crazy. I remember I was at, I was at a house. This is like five years ago. I was over at a house and this family, they had this little boy and he was just terrified of the pantry. And because it was dark in there, and I don't know what had happened, but they never, there was no light that was installed in the pantry. And so he, hate, he hated going in there, and his mom was trying to help him overcome the fear. And she's like, can you just go in and get me a can of soup, honey, out of the pantry? And he's like, I hate the pantry. It's, it's scary. And she's like, well, don't worry. Jesus is with you in there. And I thought, okay, you know, that's some good information. So this kid walks over, and he, like, opens the door, and he's like, hey, Jesus. If you're in there, can you give me a can of soup? <laughs> terrified of the kid. Children are terrified of the dark. Even the Bible. You don't have to go far in the Bible to find fear. 66 verses to be exact in the book of Genesis. And we heard it today in the first reading. You're right? Adam and Eve hide. And when God finds them hiding, he says, why did you hide from me? And he said, because I was afraid. So... The fall of humanity and fear are two things that just are intimately connected. Our fallen souls experience fear overwhelmingly. And, and why? Well, if, if before the fall we were with God, after the fall we're separated from God, then the hinge pin of this whole fear thing is God himself. If we have him, we have nothing to be afraid of. And fear does so many things to us. But I think primarily it paralyzes us. It can literally freeze us, freeze us you know, in place. I read this story a few years ago. It was about this man. His name was, I'm going to butcher his name, is 
Shohaya Yokowai. He was a Japanese man, and he lived... See, when, 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 when we dropped the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it was the end of the war, right? But they had no way. There were all these islands around Japan, and they had no way of getting word out to the islands that the war was over. So many of the Japanese people on these islands thought that they were still at war. And so when the American ships showed up on these islands, they ran into the jungle for fear that they would be taken prisoners of war. This guy set a record. He ran into the jungle out of fear of being captured, and he didn't emerge from the jungle for 28 years. He was convinced his fear had him so petrified that he lived in a cave for 28 years, ate frogs, insects, mangoes, and got water where he could. Until he finally met some of the indigenous people who lived in the middle of the island. They're like, no, the, the war's over. It was over 20 years ago. But imagine that. You can sit back and be like, wow, that guy, 28 years, he let himself be imprisoned by that? But how many of us? How many of us have been imprisoned by fear for decades? Fear of what people might think of us? Fear of losing our jobs, fear of what's happening in our marriage, fear of what's happening to our children, fear of, you name it, it's everywhere. You know, in today's gospel, the angel says to Mary, do not be afraid. And if there is anybody that should get a pass on being afraid, it's her. We don't even know what that encounter was like, you guys. We read it year after year after year, and we're like, oh yeah, like an angel appeared, and just start talking with Mary, I guess. I don't know. Do you know what the number one emotion is in the Bible when angels appear to people? Fear. Like, terrible fear. And we don't know if, if there was a voice that just spoke to Mary in a room. We don't know if it was a beaming bright light that spoke out of the light. We don't know if it was a person that just appeared there. Whatever it was. It would have been terrifying for a 14 or 15 year old girl. And then the message this being carries with her makes it even worse. Because she knows if she says yes to this, it's all over. Her life is over. But there is one line in today's gospel that gives it all away. What is the last thing the angel says to Mary before she says yes? There's a long dialogue. This will be crowd participation points. What's the last thing that the angel says to Mary before she says yes? I can't. You got to raise your hand because I can't hear you. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Nothing is impossible for God. And Mary heard that and believed it. And out of that, all fear is gone. Remember when I said earlier that the, the fall of humanity and, 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 and fear are interconnected? If the hinge pin is God, then how we cast out fear is by believing that he can do all things. If you believe that, you don't have anything to be afraid of anymore. And so I want to give you just three short things tonight, right, to help cast that fear out of your heart, whatever it is. Maybe you have a lot of fears. The first one is this. 
be a realist. What I mean by that? Jesus said it's going to be hard. Jesus said that we're going to meet resistance. Jesus said that they're going to put some of you in prison. They will kill some of you. Be a realist. To be Christian is hard. And it's getting harder. And just because it's hard doesn't mean he's not with us. Because that is at the center of every church you be, that you're in. If that doesn't proclaim to the world that it's going to be hard, I don't know what does. So the first thing, realize it's going to be difficult. Second, you must always remember who God is. When we are gripped by fear, we need to be reminded that the God we worship is the same God that created the universe and destroyed even death itself. There is nothing beyond this man. I love, and one of my favorite stories is Lazarus, you know, when they raised Lazarus from the dead. And when Jesus shows up, Martha goes up and said, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And I got to think that Jesus is just sitting there thinking like, so what? Like, you, th- you think it's over now? You think this is beyond me? You think that I've met my match? No. Nothing is beyond the power of God. That's why the angel announces nothing is impossible for God. Third, remember God is your father. Jesus says, even the hairs on your head are numbered, so don't be afraid. He's got this. He knows what's best for you. And as any father in this church knows, sometimes the best thing for your kid doesn't make him feel very good. In fact, those are sometimes the best learning moments for the child. And finally, no matter what, you are experiencing or have experienced, know that he's with you in the midst of it. And I think ultimately the fear in your life hinges on this belief. Do you believe he's going to catch you when you fall? Do you believe he'll be there no matter what happens in your life? And do you believe ultimately that he's going to have the final word? I came across a video. You guys know who John Voight is? He's an American actor. He's kind of old now, but he, uh, he kind of came to a point in his life where his whole life was falling apart. And he was laying on the ground. He was getting divorced. He's going bankrupt. Uh, he was drunk, using drugs. And he's laying on the floor, and he's like, he said, I don't even know if I was calling out to God. But I just kept saying, why does it have to be so difficult? Why does everything have to be so difficult? And he said, I heard out loud, not in my heart, not in my head, out loud with my ears, a voice say to me, John, it's supposed to be hard. And he said, in that moment, I realized that I wasn't alone. God didn't take away the hard stuff. Probably for our good. Because when we suffer is when we turn to him the most. But he did promise to be with us in it. No matter how bad it is. No matter what you're going through. 
Either you cling to him or you cling to yourself. Mary, she clinged to him. And in the end, God made it all right. I just want to leave you with a quote from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. He says this, If God is for us, then who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us all. How will he not also give us everything else along with him? Therefore, I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels or principalities, nor present things or future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you believe that with every fiber of your being, you will never be afraid again.